What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And man, we are back. It's been a while, guys, approximately three, four months, I believe. But we're back and ready to start talking about some sports again. But the reason we have been taking time off is because over the summer, me and Henry were very busy doing our own uh, doing our own things over the summer. But now we're back and ready to talk about sports. So let's get right into it. And then our first topic in our return will be about the NFL season. The NFL season has just started. The first two weeks of play have gone on. And we're going to go talk about some of the biggest topics in football right now. So let's get into our first topic. And there's, there's, a, lot, there's a big backstory uh, with this topic coming up, and that is Aaron Rodgers and his situation in Green Bay. And people are wondering, is Aaron Rodgers purposefully selling the games for Green Bay because he is unhappy with his situation with the Packers? I mean, we knew coming into the season he was unhappy in that 38-3 to loss did not look like Aaron Rodgers as we've seen him in the past. So it's pretty concerning. Of course, he won the game on Monday Night Football against the Lions, but I mean, even Aaron Rodgers not trying can do that. So that that's not too much of a big thing for us to see. But Aaron Rodgers absolutely got blown out by famous Jameis in the New Orleans Saints in the season opener. That's something to be concerned about. So Henry, the question is, do you think Aaron Rodgers isn't really putting in his full effort into these upcoming games and these past games for the Green Bay Packers? Do you really think he cares that much about this organization and then he is just not trying because he doesn't care at all about this organization at all? I mean, we clearly know that he doesn't care about the organization. We saw that throughout the offseason. That was the whole dispute that he went through throughout the entire offseason but to say that he's purposely losing games I wouldn't say that I would just say he's more kind of just I don't know how to put this into a good good words I think he's like just not putting his full effort into all the games basically not game planning how he usually would be not watching film as much as he usually would be he's kind of just going out there and just reading defenses as he goes, hoping that he's doing the right thing, which really just shows, to be honest with you, how bad the Lions' defensive game plan was to stop Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they ran the ball like 30 times, so clearly Aaron Rodgers didn't have to do a whole lot. And against the Saints, and we know based on week two, the Saints are not that good. I mean, it was clear and obvious that that was, I can't say a fluke, but Jameis Winston throwing for five touchdowns and winning a game 38-3 to usually does not happen. So I think there's clearly something going on here deeper than even we imagined with Rodgers. But to say is he like he's like purposely losing games, I, I don't think we can go that far yet. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I don't think Rodgers is purposely losing these games. But what I do have to say is I don't think Rodgers is as invested in this team. I think last year was the year for them to get things done and to win that Super Bowl. And they they didn't get it done. And I think the chemistry between him and Matt LaFleur have been off since that uh, postseason game where they had some disagreements uh, throughout that game, especially at the end of that game. So I really think just the chemistry of Aaron Rodgers in the organization and with the coaching staff 
basically everything about his situation in Green Bay has been off, especially uh, coming into this season. And we've seen it so far this season, especially in that week one loss to the Saints. So I really think that people in Green Bay, Green Bay fans, and even people within the Green Bay organization should be worried about Aaron Rodgers and his future with this team. But let's move on to talk about another veteran quarterback. But this quarterback is playing very well with his new team, and that's Tom Brady. I know he just came off a Super Bowl win with them last year, and he's carrying that momentum right into this season. He's playing phenomenal. Him and Gronkowski look that connection looks stronger than ever. And the question is here, Henry, is Brady just ageless? I mean, this guy's performing better than pretty much every young quarterback in this league. And this man's doing it in his mid-40s. Like, come on. It can't, it can't get better than this. Tom Brady is the definition of what peak performance and athleticism looks like, even in a mid-40-year-old man's body. He's just playing great, and who knows when this will stop. How impressed are you with what you've seen from Brady so far, Henry? I mean, what he's doing right now is utterly ridiculous and unthinkable, even like three years ago. I mean, he's now he's talking about playing until he's 50 or even like basically until he can't do it anymore, which at that point, that's like 100. I, I don't know how he keeps getting better too, like – He's about to turn 45, and he's – I think I saw he's 13 touchdowns away from throwing more touchdowns in his 40s than when he was in his 20s. Like, he gets better every single year. It, it, it's it's truly, like, unthinkable what he's doing. And to call him a veteran is, like – it's, like, discrediting him. I feel like there's got to be a new type of word for someone who's played in the league as many years as he has – because he's he's just above everyone else. Like there's 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 everyone else, and then there's Tom Brady. To to say there's any debate in the goat argument anymore, just stop. Like your opinion in sports doesn't matter if you disagree with that. Yeah, Henry and I I absolutely agree. And I I was gonna say for his new category, I was just gonna list him under the elderly category, but I really just think that would be disrespectful at this point because he's playing better than most quarterbacks are in their twenties right now. So. At this point, he's just in his own category, and that's just the best football player of all time. And that, that's as simple as it gets right there. But let's move on to our next topic in this podcast. And this is about surprise teams that are somehow finding ways to win football games so far this year. And that is the Las Vegas Raiders, the Denver Broncos, and the Carolina Panthers. Henry, which of these teams do you believe to be the realest of the undefeated so far between these three teams, because these are definitely the three teams or the three undefeated teams that have definitely caught me by surprise. And I did not expect them to be in this position so far. Honestly, out of the three, if we're just going to pick one, I'd have to say it's the Panthers. To me, they look like the most complete team on both sides of the ball. I still have questions. I would say about the Raiders defense questions about the Broncos offense, especially without Judy now. But overall, I think if Darnold's able to keep playing like he is, their schedule is really, really easy. I mean, it's not one of the top schedules. I think they have two games against the Bucks, maybe a game against the Cardinals. And really, other than that, I can't, I can't really remember like too many really, really tough games that they're going to have. 
And with their their defense playing as well as it is, I mean, it's arguably a top five defense in the NFL right now. I mean, it's so far through two weeks, it's been the best defense in football. And if Darnold continues to play the way he's played through two weeks, which is not game managing type level, but just going going to a different level that he was playing in New York where he's not forcing throws all the time. He's kind of just playing within himself, making the throws that are clearly there, not forcing anything down the field. And if things are open, obviously he's going to make the throw, which when things were open back in New York, most of the time they weren't complete passes. So Darnold's playing at a completely new level. Obviously they have a lot of good skill players on offense. Their defense is top five at worst in the NFL right now. I think this is one of the more complete teams in the NFL right now, to be honest with you. So I'd say out of those three, I'd have to go with the Panthers. You know, Henry, I'm going to disagree with you here and I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders and Derek Carr, I think is playing at an MVP level right now with his performances uh, in prime time against the Ravens and then against the Steelers on the road. I've been thoroughly impressed with Derek Carr's performances so far. And not only that, although the Raiders defense were one of the worst defenses last year, I really think they've improved this year. And I know it's not saying much, but I watched them against the Pittsburgh Steelers and that defense looked great against them. And I know the Pittsburgh Steelers or offense isn't that incredible, but the, the Raiders defense definitely looks improved, but here's what I do have to say. Although I think the Raiders is the most real of these three teams and is the most showing their most authentic selves at this point in time in the season, I think the Panthers might find more success in this season. And I'm just going to list off their schedule through week eight, because I believe there's a realistic chance that they could start this season eight and oh. And I repeat, the Carolina Panthers, led by Sam Darnold, could start the season eight and oh. Let me list you their next upcoming games through week eight. Next week, you have the Houston Texans with backup quarterback Davis Mills because Tyra Taylor's out. That is basically a free win on Thursday night football. I would be shocked if they don't win that game. Then, then, then they have the Cowboys on the road. That's a tough game, but I believe they could get it done, especially with how they've been playing so far. Then they have the 0-2. Oh, no. Then they have the 1-1 Eagles at home. Believe they can win that game. Then they have the 0-2 Minnesota Vikings at home. Winnable game. Then they have the 0-2 New York Giants. Very winnable game. And then they have the 0-2 Falcons right after that. Very winnable game. That's through week eight. And even week nine, I think, is a winnable game at home against the Patriots. All I'm saying is this Panthers team, they have a very, very easy schedule ahead of them. And through maybe week nine, I could see them only having one or two losses up to that point. I think the Panthers will find the most success out of those teams. But I think the Las Vegas Raiders have been the best performing and the most authentic out of any of those teams. But let's move on to our next topic, and that is about the primetime games so far this season. They have just been nothing short of incredible aside from the two, uh, the Sunday night football game from week one, Rams versus Bears. That was uh, all, everything was going the Rams way in that game. And then Packers versus Lions on this past Monday night football. Uh, Lions and Packers, they played a good game through the first half. 
then it seemed like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers just flipped the switch on for the second half and just shut down the Lions. So that wasn't that good of a game by the end of it. But the other games that went on throughout the first two weeks in primetime, Bucks versus Cowboys ended on a field goal as time was expiring on a game-winning drive by Brady. Ravens versus Raiders. That was just a thriller. One of the best games I've watched in a while, it feels like. Incredible game. It seemed like there was two finishes there. A game-winning touchdown by the Raiders. That got called back. And then a second game-winning touchdown by the Raiders. That was a great, that was a great game that went to overtime. Then you got Washington football team versus New York Giants. I mean, New York Giants jumping off sides on the attempted game-winning field goal by the Washington football team. He misses it. He gets a second chance and he drills it. Dustin Hopkins, D-Hop himself, clutch at the second time around. Maybe not the first time, but the second time around, he, he did kick it through the uprights. And then you have Ravens versus Chiefs on Sunday Night Football this past week. And Lamar Jackson finally defeats his kryptonite in Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Finally gets over that hump in, in a thriller, in a comeback. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens get it done. Henry, what do you have to say about these games? Which one was your personal favorite? My personal favorite, I would have to say probably was the Raiders-Ravens game. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with necessarily any of them. To be honest, I mean, I mean, you could, like I said, you could go any way with these games. I mean, they were all phenomenal games from start to finish. The fact that Lamar was able to beat Mahomes, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't really blame that on Mahomes. But Mahomes played near a perfect game besides that one throw where he basically, would, instead of taking a sack, threw a pick, which was a pretty, pretty bad decision on his part. But other than that, I mean, we most people realize the Chiefs should have won that game. I mean, if, if they just kick a field goal on, like, first down, they probably win the game. Because I don't think Lamar is – no offense to Lamar. I don't think he's driving and getting to the 40-yard line in, like, 30 seconds and giving Just Tucker a game-winning field goal. Overall, I mean, with that the two finishes that you were talking about – I, th- I think the fact that that they went that game went to overtime too just clearly stands out to me as probably the best game that we've seen so far. I really don't think that will be even – I mean, this is a bold take. I don't even know if that will be a top three game this year. I feel like later down the year there's going to be some better games, especially because they're going to be two considerably better teams. I, I wouldn't put the Raiders and the Ravens – I mean, maybe the Ravens right now is a top five team, but we have matchups down the road like the Bills, Bucks. We have Steelers. Chiefs, we have a lot of other really good matchups that I would consider better than those. And I think there's opportunities for at least three games of of the of, of those remaining games throughout the year that are going to be better than that game. I mean, Henry, keep in mind, it's only week three. And we still have 16 more weeks of games left to go. There's plenty of opportunities to one-up any of those games that happened, but I have to agree with you. My personal favorite was the Ravens versus Raiders. That was just an absolute shootout. And that, that was just crazy to me that Lamar and Derek Carr just went back and forth. I mean, I did not expect the Raiders to be able to just, it seemed like everything the Ravens were doing, the Raiders had an answer to. 
which was just crazy to me. I did not expect Derek Carr to come out that strong and look that good in the season opener. But like you said, you really couldn't go wrong there. I mean, Brady coming down with the game-winning drive. I just feel like I've seen that a million times from him. So that was just nothing new. Washington football team and New York Giants, that's just, once again, it seems like nothing new there. I mean, the New York Giants finding ways to lose the games for themselves. You, you, can't, you can't do anything about that there if you're the Giants because you just know it's inevitable. It, I mean, it's going to happen either way. It was bound to happen. So it did happen. And then Chiefs-Ravens, that it seemed like the Chiefs lost that game more than the Ravens won that game. I know they're going to highlight that uh, fourth down go for it call by Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh, but it seemed like the Chiefs lost that game more than the Ravens won it, if I'm being completely honest with you. But all were amazing games, like I said, but I have to go with Raiders, Ravens, because it really didn't seem like anyone lost that game just seemed like the Raiders just won the game, which I love to see. But let's move on to our final topic, and this is just to talk about the home team, Detroit Lions. If I'm being completely frank with you guys, there's not much to talk about here. I like what I saw from them week one, and that's just because although they went down by a large amount in the, in the second half and even going into the end of the first half, it, it still came down to the last possession. It just showed that they have fight in them and that you didn't see that from a Matt Patricia Detroit Lions team. You didn't see them show any fight when they were down and try to beat that adversity that they were shown and had to deal with against the 49ers. And they almost came up on top in that game. I love what I saw from them in that game, even though they did lose the Packers game, they looked great through one half, and then the second half, they just struggled. But I didn't expect them to come out on top in that game either, in the Green Bay game. Overall, I think Dan Campbell it has changed the morale of the, the guys in the locker room and just this organization. I think we're on the come up. I think the Detroit Lions have a brighter future than they would have had under Patricia so I think we're heading in the right direction, but I just don't think we're quite there yet. I don't really think anyone expected us to be that good this season. But like I said, I truly believe we're heading in the right direction. And I like where Dan Campbell is leading us. Yeah, I mean, I was impressed by the second half of the first game and the first half of the second game. I would say the first half of the first game was really bad. And, I mean, no one really believed that the Lions were going to win either of those games. The Packers and the 49ers are considerably two of the best teams, supposedly. I don't know how good, really, the Packers are going to be this year. But the 49ers are going to be one of the best teams, excuse me, in the NFC throughout the entire season. And for the Lions to only lose by eight points and have a chance to go score, tie it up with whatever 25 seconds left to go, showed me a lot of promise going into week two. I actually, this is a really, really big mistake. I bet on the Lions to win the game week two. I, I genuinely believe that Rodgers was going to throw the game. Like, but then, you know, once we got through about a quarter, I was like, everyone would really, really know that Rodgers is throwing if he loses to the Lions. So, yeah, that that was a, that was a, um, a really bad mistake on my part. I apologize to my bank account right now. Luckily, it wasn't that much money, but 
nonetheless, that was one of my low points of the past week. I could tell you that for sure. I mean, I think I think there's a good chance Rodgers was trying to sell the game, but there's just no possible way that the Green Bay Packers can lose in prime time, especially at Lambeau Field facing the Lions. Honestly, you probably wouldn't have even been able to tell if Rodgers was selling or not on purpose through that game. But like we both agreed upon, I think the Lions are heading in the right direction. For the most part, I've liked what I've seen so far from them and the new coaching staff. First podcast back from our long break that we took over the summer. I think this went very well. I'm very excited to be back and hopefully we will start producing more podcasts more consistently over the upcoming school year for us. We hope to give you guys good podcasts, good quality podcasts in the future. Like I said, we're going to try to stay consistent with them. And we're just glad to be back talking about sports. It's really fun for us. And uh, we hope you guys really enjoy our content and the podcast we produce. Yeah, Andrew, I completely agree. I'm looking forward to producing more podcasts going, going forward. We'll see how many we're able to per, post per week. I, I can't give you really a number. As of now, we have one this week. We'll see if we can make that two, maybe three, probably not. But um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where we get to. But with that being said, I think this would be a great time to end tonight's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you did enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.